Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I am legally obliged to issue a warning before I play the first song I'm going to play today, which is Oh Santa by Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson and all them, which is that there's a note in there that is so high-pitched that if there are glass objects nearby, they will smash. So just to warn you, when you get to this bit... Oh, wait, so... Oh, oh, but by warning you, I, I just played the note, which which actually would have would have just done what I said it was going to do. Ooh, oh, sorry. Has anyone got a dustpan and brush? It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Monster, Sean Mendes and Justin Bieber before that, Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson and their really, really high-pitched notes. Oh, Santa, on Wizard Radio, hi. This is my last show before actual Christmas, which feels weird because it's only the 19th of December. And normally, like the last couple of years, I've been on a bit a bit closer, but the calendar works in the way it works. And so I'm not on again until Boxing Day because that is next Saturday. So... We'll get all the Christmassy fun out of the way today. Hope you're good. I have a new toy. I'm very excited about this new toy. I have recently received the gift of music, sort of. It's actually, it's a keyboard, and I haven't really played it yet. I haven't had a chance to, like, get it out of the box and set it up and all that. But today, I actually have. Um, I don't know if you can, you can hear this. Hang on. Hang on a second. I'll prove it. One sec. You can hear that? See, it's a keyboard. I'm really excited. And I thought I'd have some fun with it today uh, because it's the last show before Christmas. Let's have some Christmas fun and games and stupidity. And I will play you any song you want on the piano um, if I can work out how to play it. But uh, this is where it gets even better. I could I could change how the piano sounds. So, for example... If I if I change it to say what number what number is it? Hang on, um, number. Oh, number number twenty one's a good one. If I change it to twenty one, suddenly it becomes an organ. So I mean this is really exciting. So straight up, straight off the bat, first things on the show today. What do you want me to to have a crack at playing on my piano slash organ slash 
flute slash electric guitar. I could make it any instrument. I can play you any song as long as I, I know know how to play it, if I can work it out. And we'll have some fun. And it might be terrible. Um, this could be the worst thing I've ever done on the radio. It could sound awful. It could be hugely embarrassing to me and everyone involved. Or it could be kind of fun. So, get your phone out right now. 07 807 183 538 is my number. You can email me as well. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. What's your favourite song? That's it. What's your favourite song? And what instrument would you like me to play it on? On my on my keyboard. It will sound a bit better than that, I promise. I'm really excited about that. 07807-183-538 or at Radio or station at wizardradio.co.uk. What do you want me to play on my brand new, shiny, exciting keyboard? Let me know. Shall I tell you what options you have? Okay. The, the instruments available to you are piano, electric piano, organ, accordion, guitar, bass, strings, whatever that is, choir, saxophone, trumpet, brass, flute, synth, percussion, world, sound effect, <laughs> drum kit, arpeggio, all sorts. So, I mean, the world is your oyster. I'll have a go. It might be funny. It might be rubbish. We'll do it at 10 past four. Just tell me what your favourite song is and what instrument you want to hear it on. Simple as that. That's not the only thing on the show today. We also have, after four o'clock, Over the Top Apologies, and we celebrate Chris Whittimus once more. Um, Plus, lots of speeches. The Queen's speech. Boris's speech. By the way, it's very rude of him to have scheduled a speech to clash with my my show i'm very upset about that and also um youtubers ugh more in 10 plus i've got a 60 second guide for you it's a guide to heim today that's at 4 30 someone zooming you kicks off just before 4 p.m and right now before all of that happens let's do this week i learned this week i learned three very important lessons that i have picked up in the last seven days of my life I will give them to you so that you too can be wise, like me. First of all this week I've learned that Taylor Swift albums are mostly quite downbeat. Like the pop bangers are like very much the exception and not the rule on a Taylor Swift album. And I had no idea, I didn't realise this until she released her new album last week and I was like, you know what, let's, let's have a listen to it. So Sunday afternoon. I played the whole thing, start to finish. I was like, oh, this is, this is a bit a bit dreary. It's good, but it's, it's quite downbeat. This isn't what I was expecting from Taylor Swift. I wanted, you know, like a shake it off or a we are never ever getting back together. I was like, where are all the red era bangers? But then I listened back to the Red album. That was like 2012 that had all those songs on, like we are never ever getting back together, all them. And I realized I actually only know about three or four songs on there. And all the other songs on that album are actually really downbeat. It's not what I was expecting. I was genuinely shocked. But Taylor Swift, most Taylor Swift songs are kind of sad. And I just assumed they'd all be bangers. And they're really not. And I'm surprised and disappointed. But most importantly, vindicated. Because I was right all along to never bother listening to full albums and only just listening to the singles. Because the singles are always better. It's true. And Taylor Swift have just confirmed this. But yeah, who knew that Taylor Swift songs are actually quite sad? Not me until last week. Plus, I've also learned this week, when you order food, it always looks way nicer in the pictures than when it shows up. I decided, I was like, oh, it's a Friday today. I mean, yesterday is when I decided this. And I was like, oh, I'll order some breakfast. Why not? Got it from Leon. And they do like a halloumi box. It's like a couple of bits of halloumi, a couple of poached eggs, mushrooms, beans, tomato, whatever moderately healthy quite tasty and on the picture on their website it was like ooh, doesn't this look fancy like lovely colors and beautifully laid out and it looked really appetizing and then it showed up and it was all like mushed up together um beans everywhere squished tomato egg kind of broken and two very very pasty pieces of halloumi and i was like huh, this feels very much like an instagram versus reality scenario like it tasted good but it looked way nicer on the picture than when it actually showed up. It was quite funny. I've also learned this week the final lesson, and this is important. If you want to get a job, 
Right, what you do, there's a job you really, really, really want. You've got to get a QR code, you've got to paint it onto the side of a car, then you drive the car to outside your workplace of choice and just leave it there. And that will that will get you a job, possibly. I saw someone do this on Twitter last week. It was a it was a YouTuber. Ugh. Can you believe it? And he'd done just this to try and get a job. I think it was at the BBC. And he posted this on Twitter. And a lot of people were like, oh wow, well done, great work. What a what a great hustle. A lot of people were like, look at this posh idiot with his private education and his sense of entitlement trying to get a job by pulling some massive expensive stunt. And you know what, I I can see both perspectives. It was both very funny and also completely ridiculous and I really, really, really hope that he does not get any job out of it. But, a good stunt. So, these are the lessons we can take from the last seven days. Taylor Swift albums are not the pop bangers I was expecting. Food always looks nicer in pictures than when it actually shows up. And if you want a job, just have lots of money and pull stunts. It might work. And even if it doesn't, you get a lot of attention. Jobs are good in either way. Gracie Abrams on the way, but first, Baby Queen Want Me. Baby Queen and Want Me on Wizard Radio. Right. YouTubers. Ugh. I'm doing the wrong, the wrong thing, you know. Radio, it's cool. It's fun. I love it. I have a great time doing this show. But, oh my god, I should become a YouTuber. Listen to this. The highest paid YouTuber of 2020 has earned 29 and a half million dollars. That is that is a lot of dollars. It's like what's that seven figures? Is that right? No, eight figures. I think is that 29? One, two, three. Yeah, eight figures for making YouTube videos, which is a lot of money. It's a sickening amount of money. But when you hear that they are nine years old. You question everything. Because a nine-year-old has made $29.5 million from making YouTube videos where he, like, unboxes stuff and reviewing toys and games. And it's incredible. I mean, you know, well done to Ryan Kagshi from Texas. Good man. Like I was saying before, respect the hustle. But, oh my god, that's insane. A nine-year-old is richer than like everybody i mean not everybody but i mean he's already in the the one percent that's for sure probably the point one percent at the age of nine i just i can't get over that someone who is less than half my age is significantly more than double my net worth Uh, it's, it's crazy and like people send him free stuff as well because that's what happens when you're an influencer and so it just it's like self-fulfilling people send you free stuff you feature it in your videos you get money from the videos you get more money but you never spend the money because you never need to buy anything because people just send you free stuff the rich get richer and the rest of us who don't have highly successful youtube channels we just let get left behind can i get into this type of content with this work like his most popular video Huge egg surprise toy challenge. I I don't know what that is, but I would love to do an egg surprise toy challenge, especially a huge one. Could I get in on this action? Can I do a surprise toy challenge or review? What I don't know. Uh, what what toy what toys do people even have? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm too old for toys. That's so sad. Could I review? Action Man, does anybody still know? Nobody starts Action Man, do they? But I'm just sad. Could I unbox something? Let me find a box. What have I got? Um, I've got a box here. Oh, I've missed an opportunity there. I've got this new piano, haven't I? Well, it's a keyboard. That came in a box. I could have unboxed that on the radio. And then I'd be $29.5 million richer than I, I now am. Damn it! So, what if I put it back in the box and then unboxed it on the radio? Would that would that interest anyone? Would I get any any money out of that? No, no, shame. Thought not. But impressive. Two billion people watched him doing a surprise toy egg huge challenge. It's one of the top sixty most viewed videos ever on YouTube, and he's nine. What a little overachiever. <laughs> not to be mean, but 
Chill out. Retire. You're nine and you're a millionaire. You're set for life. Just, you know, don't let it change you, Ryan. That's that's my only advice. Don't let it change you. And, you know, don't get greedy. Just chill out. Maybe give some of it away to me or other people. And and enjoy the fact that you already don't need to work before you've even gone to secondary school. My God. Insane. I can't get over it. But it's very impressive, I suppose. Begrudgingly, it's impressive. Anyway, from really rich YouTubers to really rich politicians, because Boris has decided to upstage me. I'm furious. Tell you more after Gracie Abrams' brush fire on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Gracie Abrams, and brush fire. Hello, it's Alec Feldman. And I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. It's... The last show I'm doing before Christmas, next show is on Boxing Day. It's it's a really big show. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the flipping keyboard. And what's happened? I've been upstaged. Once again. I was meant to be the star of the show, the star of the 19th of December 2020. And then and then who comes along but Boris Johnson. And he's he's ruined everything. Because he's decided he's going to have a press conference. And I think it's supposed to be in about two minutes, actually, but it's been pushed back again already. They're already running late. It's at 4pm, so in 32 minutes, he's having a press conference in which he'll make everyone angry and upset. He's going to put London into tier four. He's, he's literally going to invent a new tier just for London. I mean, I'd, I'd be annoyed, but I've been in Manchester for the last, like, nine months. And, I mean, we've been in tier three for probably most of that time, or the equivalent of... So it's quite nice that for once the Northwest is not the worst place in the country for coronavirus. So if you're listening in London, ha! But also I'm very sorry that Boris is probably about to ruin your Christmas. Um, so that's, that's, that's happening in about half an hour. I'm not going to be watching it, partially because I'm going to be on the radio doing this show and, and you should be listening as well. Don't watch Boris and Chris Whitty on the TV. I know it's, it's tempting, but don't do it. Quite frankly... There are many things I would rather be doing. I would probably rather, I don't know, have to rummage through my bins outside and sort out the recycling again. I did that the other week. That was pretty traumatising. I would rather be unblocking a toilet than listening to Boris deliver all this bad news. I don't know. There's there's many things I would rather be doing. Most of them are probably, I mean, unbroadcastable because they're kind of rude. But... It's, it's not a particularly appealing use of time, for me at least, to listen to Boris Johnson deliver bad news for sort of 20, 30 minutes on the telly. Not for me. And so, my very simple question to you is this. What would you rather do than spend half an hour listening to Boris Johnson speak about a pandemic again, because his, him and his government have screwed up again? What would you rather be doing? Come on, let's be creative. Let's be, I mean, let's be vicious. Let's be brutal. What would you rather be doing than listening to Boris Johnson speak? Let me know on 07807 183 538. You can tweet me at WizRadio. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. I've provided a couple of examples, you know, the, the whole rummaging through bins or unclogging a block toilet, which I have done many a time and I hate it, but I would rather do that than listen to Boris. What about you? It's all over to you. What would you rather do than listen to Boris Johnson? Just deliver terrible news for half an hour once again. You know where I'm at. Come let me know. We'll have some fun with it in a minute. 24k Golden is coming up in a second as well. But first, how about country music plus Christmas? Sound appealing? This is Dan and Shane. Take me home for Christmas on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I really like 24k Golden. This is Coco featuring Baby. On Wizard Radio. On the way, Griff, Love is a Compass, and Casey Musgraves as well before 5pm. Oh, I just hit my microphone off. Oops. Right, coming up. <laughs> sorry. Um, also, how you can listen to the Queen's speech this year. A brand new way for 2020. But first, uh, Boris has upstaged the show and I'm very angry. He's decided he's going to go on telly and do a big press conference about how screwed we all are. At 4pm, that's in 23 minutes. But I'm going to be on the radio in 23 minutes. And better than that, I'm going to be whipping out my keyboard 
and trying to play some songs. See? There it is. It's, it's there already. It's ready and waiting. And Boris is going to be on the TV at the time trying to steal my listeners. Not going to happen. And so, a very simple question. What would you rather be doing than listen to Boris Johnson speak? I said I'd rather be unblocking a toilet. Um, Billy says... I would prefer to have to walk around a shopping centre with my nan for three hours than watch Boris Johnson speak for 30 minutes. Think about it. My nan, she's old. She's slow. She always stops. She needs to rest all the time with the slowest people in the whole shopping centre. We have to sit down once an hour for her to have a drink and a bite to eat. And the food is always something she's covered in cling film. There are crumbs everywhere. Then she never even buys anything anyway. That is an experience I would prefer than listening to Boris Johnson speak for a mere 30 minutes. That's a big sacrifice. Three hours of shopping centres. They're, they're, they're alright places, but they are quite exhausting. I think three hours would be a bit much for me. They have a certain way they drain all of your energy out of you if you're in them on for too long. So that is a big sacrifice. Whole three hours of shopping with your nan, who sounds like quite an irritating person to shop with. But, I mean, you say that, Billy, but... It's 2020, I'm sure now, if someone was like, you can only leave the house to go shopping with your nan for three hours, you'd be like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever, I could see my nan and do something. But, point taken, that it's not the most enjoyable experience in a normal time, and listening to Boris speak is, it's even worse than that. Yasmin says, this has never actually happened to me, maybe I'm exaggerating what it would be like, but I'd rather fall into a lake whilst fully clothed than listen to Boris Johnson speak for half an hour. As I've said, I've never fallen into anything fully clothed, including, but not limited to, a lake, a swimming pool, or a river. Um, But just imagine it would be really annoying. Not only is it more difficult to swim if you're fully clothed, especially if you're wearing jeans and a hoodie, but also your clothes would get ruined. Even so, I'd rather ruin my clothes and potentially drown than listen to Boris. I mean, Yasmin, you're correct, although... If fully clothed, I suspect it's not the jeans and the hoodie that would be weighing you down more. That would be your shoes. They'd probably be what would be pulling you downwards. Unless you were fully clothed but not wearing shoes, which is also possible. But that sounds very unpleasant. Think about it, the shock of the cold water all of a sudden. The Just feeling the wet clothes attached to you. The drowning potential. Um, having to sit in wet clothes for hours afterwards if you did make it out alive. All a deeply unpleasant experience um, for so many reasons. And yet, quite appealing when the alternative is just listening to Boris Johnson talk for half an hour and show you some graphs and go, Ooh, next slide, please. And have a very merry little Christmas. Hands face space. None of that. Ugh, awful. I would, yeah, I agree with you, Yasmin. I would rather fall into something fully clothed and risk drowning with shoes on than than that. Joseph says this might be a bit extreme. Okay. But I would rather really need the toilet but not be able to go for 30 minutes than listen to Boris Johnson speak for 30 minutes. At least if you need the toilet but can't go, you know at some point you will be able to relieve yourself and go to the toilet. The pain will end. And yet... When you watch Boris Johnson speak, it feels endless. Even once he finishes speaking, you're still in pain because of what he said. There's a white light at the end of the needing to pee tunnel. There is not one at the end of the Boris tunnel. Uh, you say that, Joseph, I I have no idea what's the end of the Boris tunnel. I frankly don't want to. But yes, I see your point. Holding in pee, it's uncomfortable. It's kind of stressful, you you know, you're in pain, you can't really concentrate or anything. You're like, oh my god, all I can think about right now is needing to wee, I need to wee, I need to wee. Especially if, especially if it's like a long car journey, and either there's nowhere to stop, or you're like stuck in traffic, and you're just like, I want to get home, I want to get home, I need to pee, and you can't. That's horrible. It's probably one of the most unpleasant experiences you would encounter in your day-to-day life, for most people, probably. And yet, Boris speaking, half an hour, doom, gloom annoying catchphrases worse absolutely but um joseph i guess did add the disclaimer that it would only be 30 minutes that's like his tolerance if he needed to pee for 31 minutes then he might as well just empty his bladder and watch boris speak but that's where his his threshold is um aaron says i feel like you'll know what i mean when i say this alec i'd rather be hiding and about to be discovered than listen to boris johnson talk for half an hour You know, that sickening feeling of suspense when you're hiding 
that person looking for you is getting closer and closer. The inevitable is becoming more real. They're really near you. They don't see you just yet, but you can't make any noise because it might give your hiding spot away. Those seconds when you know they're going to find you, but you just don't know when. That killing suspense is better than listening to Boris Johnson speak. Um, are you talking about hide and seek here, Aaron? Or do you regularly have to hide from people in your day-to-day life? Like, I don't know, are you regularly trapped in a house with, like, a burglar? Or <laughs> on the run from the police or something? What's your backstory? I'm fascinated. Is there more to your life than you'd necessarily expect? Or are you just really into your hide and seek? I don't know, but but yeah, I like it. That is quite a stressful situation. But depending on how long your game of hide and seek lasts, assuming you are talking about hide and seek, sometimes it is almost a relief when you get found. If you've been hiding somewhere for ages because you're really good at it, like I am, then you will kind of be like, oh, at last I can stop crouching down and squatting really uncomfortably. Oh, I can get light again. I can breathe properly again. Sometimes it is a bit of a relief being found, but I guess sometimes if there's a lot at stake, like when you're running away from the police, um, then you would not want to get found, and so that would be a really stressful situation, just awaiting your doom. But, uh, yeah, I suppose I can't speak from experience, but yes, that would be better than hearing Boris Johnson speak. I, I hear your point. Very nice. And so that's quite a long list we've got there. Shopping with your nan for three hours, um, falling into things while water are fully clothed, needing to pee for half an hour but no more, and when you're about to be found. All things that are preferable to hearing Boris Johnson speak, and that's why uh, you shouldn't bother, and you should instead continue listening to the show after 4pm when he's on the TV. Coming up, Alexa... Oh no, it would have just triggered loads of people's, wouldn't I? But anyway, if you ask your smart speaker, you can now get it to play the Queen. More details next. This is Griff, Love is a Compass. Griff, Love is a Compass. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello, Gracie. No, not Gracie. Casey. <laughs> My mistake. I always get confused between people whose names rhyme. Casey Musgraves will be the next song you'll hear. Someone Zooming You is on before 4pm as well. But an exciting technological development for 2020 that concerns the longest serving monarch of the UK in history, I think. That sounds right, yeah. Queen Elizabeth II, the highlight of Christmas Day for me, uh, is listening to her speech attentively at three o'clock because I'm a good patriotic citizen. I always stand up when the national anthem comes on and, you know, salute the Queen when she comes on the screen. I, I don't do any of those things, but I, I do enjoy watching it, you know, seeing seeing what she's wearing, seeing who's made the photo frames this year. It's good. Um, and apparently, it was the first Queen's speech to ever be broadcast on TV. No, that not it. Not this year. Um, Queen Elizabeth did the first Queen's speech to ever be broadcast on TV. That's what I meant to say. And she's broken another, another ceiling, I suppose. She has smashed through that technological glass ceiling and she has been the first to do something else because in the year 2020 you will be able to get the Queen's speech on your smart speaker just by asking for it, which is quite cool. You know, you can get smart speakers to do lots of things. They can play songs, they can tell you what the weather is, they can tell you what the news is, they can probably call people, all that kind of stuff. And now you can get our actual Queen to deliver a message of festive goodwill just by asking for it on demand whenever you like. Which is a good idea in theory, but how many times do you try and get your your Alexa, sorry for saying it, or your, your Google Home thing to do something and it just doesn't, sorry, she, she just doesn't quite get the right idea and she gives you something completely different to what you asked for. Or we'll just give you like a, I'm sorry, I don't understand. And it can be kind of frustrating. So to test how well this will work, I did try and get my smart speaker to play the Queen's Christmas speech earlier, and here's how it went. Hey Google, play the Queen's speech. Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Sure. Playing on Spotify. If all of the kings had their queens on the throne, we would pass... No, 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 Google, stop, stop, stop. I said play the Queen's speech, not kings and queens. Playing Madonna on Spotify. Like a virgin. 
Again, Google, you're not understanding me. I said play the Queen's speech, not the Queen of Pop. Got it. Here's a Spotify playlist called This Is Queen. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Google, stop. I didn't say play Queen. I said play the Queen's speech. Playing Queen Latifah on Spotify. Ah, this is Queen Latifah. I want the Queen's speech. Playing Mr. Bean on Spotify. Google, no. It's me. Hello. This is not what I wanted. I'm Bean. Mr. Bean. But also, what the hell even is this? Mr. Bean. Hello, I'm Bean. Mr. Bean. I've never heard this before in my life, and it's terrible. But at the same time, I'm kind of not angry anymore. It's me. Hello, I'm Bean. Mr. Bean. All right, Google, I've had enough. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, I do appreciate the Mr. Bean song, but you are literally useless. Thanks. I always do my best to help. Someone's zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. And welcome to the final edition of Someone Zooming You Before Christmas. An extra special welcome to those of you in London and large parts of the South who will be joining us in this tier for the first time and therefore will also have to revert back to the Zoom calls instead of the actual knocking on doors. If you've never heard this game before, I, I don't know how we've been doing it for bloody ages, someone will visit me. No, they won't visit me because that's illegal. They will Zoom me on my Zoom, but I'm not expecting them to because they haven't prearranged it and I find that quite bad-mannered, but here we are. And I will only answer their Zoom call if someone can work out who they are. If not, I won't answer, I don't want to talk to them. But if you can guess, you know what, fair one. Let's have a chat and see what they've got to say for themselves. So, on the Zoom line today, we should have a surprise person called... Zoom, 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 zoom! Zoom, 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 zoom! A zoom, lovely zoom, festive zoom, zoom. Zoom, 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 zoom. Who could zoom, it be? Zoom, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, let's, zoom, let's zoom. Let's take a look. Zoom, Who's zoom. on Zoom to me today? Ah, yes. Okie dokie. Let's, let's go. I recognise them. I know their identity. And the guesses can begin. James will ask me five yes or no questions. They will give you clues and from those clues you can submit a guess what have you got for me James are they female no cool are they British yes are they an artist no uh yes I meant a music artist Yes. Okay, but maybe that might not be their main thing, is what I'm getting from that. Um, oh, that's really weirdly, the music went quiet there. Oh, um, no. Um, okay, not main thing. Are they... Have they recently had a song out? Yes. Ooh. And... Are they also a YouTuber? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. I was just thinking about Lad Baby, because he's trying to get another Christmas <laughs> number one. Um, no, okay, if, so, he, if he zoomed me, I wouldn't even put it to the floor. That would just get instantly rejected. So I, my guess is that this is a British man who's an artist who recently had a song out. And is not a YouTuber, to my knowledge. That okay. Is, that is where we're at with this person zooming me right now. Who do you think it is? You can send me a text if you have a guess. 07807 183 538 on Twitter. We are at Wiz Radio on Instagram. It's the same. Facebook.com slash Wizard Radio or on the email station at wizardradio.co.uk. The mystery person on Zoom to me today is not a woman. They are British. They are a musical artist who's recently released a song but they are not, I repeat, not a YouTuber. Who do you reckon it is? If you can work it out, I'll answer the Zoom call. We'll have a lovely chat before the end of the show. And if not, then 
I'll just have to ignore their, their zoom until they go away. Simple as that. So get your guesses in on someone zooming you. We will find out who it actually is in about 50, 55 minutes time. Around about then. And we'll do that. And by the way, I've just been during those songs looking at the, the messages you've sent me with song requests. If you didn't hear the start of the show, um, I've got a brand new keyboard. See, here it is. Uh, it has lots of different instrument voices. I've been, I've opened the floor. I'm taking requests. I will play whatever song you want me to on the keyboard in an instrument of your choice. I've been practicing. There's some incredible ones. I'm trying to sort of learn a few. We'll do that next, hopefully, after I play you Kelly Clarkson and Lil Nas X. And right now, the news is almost four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Kelly Clarkson, underneath the tree on Wizard Radio, Lil Nas X and Holiday before that. On the way, Youngblood, CJ Whoopty is the name, that's the song, <laughs> person. The song is called Whoopty, it's by CJ, also Taylor Swift on the way. But who cares about any of that music when I've got my piano out? It's not a real piano, it's a keyboard, I've just got it. I'm really excited to have got it, and so I've decided on the show today, it's the last show before Christmas, let's have some fun, I will play any song you want me to on this keyboard, as long as I can work out how to play it, and even better than that, I will do it in any instrument you want me to, because it's got multiple instrument voices, including, but not limited to, piano, organ, accordion, saxophone, flute, and synth, and a mysterious one called World. We, what is what is World? This doesn't sound very worldy. I mean, that's that's a banjo according to the screen. I mean, this okay, this is wrong. Never mind. It's not World. It's a banjo. How disappointing. But um, your requests have come in. I've got them. I've done some practicing, and now I think it's it's time to to do the big performance. So thank you very much if you sent in a suggestion for me to have a go at. Um, this could be terrible, but but let's see. The first one is from Mikey. He's gone just for the, the classic piano option, and he wants to hear We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus, which is one of my favourite songs about... Well, my favourite songs by Miley Cyrus. So let's give it a go and try not to ruin it. Are you ready? <laughs> Woo! Oh, wait, it's on banjo mode again. Hang on. Put it back onto piano. Not a trumpet. Piano, here we go. That's not it. Damn it, have I, what have I done? Zero, zero, one. Piano, here we go. Right, ready, ready for Miley everyone? Here we go. Wait, I did it in the wrong, damn it. Try, try again. Nah, Okay, this is already going badly. Uh, this was great in the practice round, trust me. Three, four. There we go. But there, there you go, see? That, that's, that's the general idea. Could have been better, but, you know, I've done this in under an hour. Don't expect the world. So that, that there we go. That was We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus, requested by Mikey. I'm sorry it wasn't very good. Next is uh, Benny, who's asked for All I Want For Christmas Is You to be played on the saxophone. Now, this we can do. Um, he's asked for the version with Justin Bieber and not the Mariah Carey version on her own. Benny, what's wrong with you, first of all? Um, second of all, I don't know how you could necessarily play the Justin Bieber version, but I will certainly have a go at All I Want For Christmas Is You on saxophone. Here is my saxophone, ready? Doesn't that sound good? Okay, right, Mariah Carey, coming now. Everybody, sing along! And I 
talking. Fireplace. Oh, it's all fallen off. There we go. For my own. So I think I've changed key here somehow. There you go. With a little bit of epic sax as well. That wasn't wasn't that much better, at least in the first attempt at Miley. Maybe a little bit. Right, next, Savannah has asked for What You Know About Love by Pop Smoke on the flute. Here we go. I've got my flute out. Here it is. Isn't that relaxing? And I've actually practiced this one because I wanted to get this one right. So, here we go. Pop Smoke, but on flute. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of all there is to that one, but that, that was simple enough and actually sounded quite nice. And and finally, uh, Maya has asked for me to use the sound effect option. Um, now, I did try this before and it sounded a bit weird. Um, I think the trouble is... Um, I don't know. I put it in, but it actually gave me something completely different. But um, I could... Oh, okay. What's There's one called Helicopter. What does that sound like? Oh, it literally sounds like a helicopter. Okay, this is this is great. I've literally not got this out of the box before today. I'm having so much fun. Can I have a helicopter? Telephone? Well, that's that's kind of jarring. Uh, applause. Uh, yeah. A clap. A gun. No, that's okay. I'm gonna go with the, the helicopter option. So here is for for Maya levitating by Dua Lipa on the helicopter. I'm levitating. Da, 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 da. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't it sound exactly the same? Not, not really. Um, hang on, I'll do the, I'll do the, the, the baby rap bit. Ready? Um, okay, the helicopter option's rubbish. What about, I'll put it on the phone option. Is this, does this actually have tune? Oh, it does. Okay, do a leaf for levitating played on the phone. Um, okay, now this is rubbish. Uh, what else? Tweet. Birds. Um, seashore? Yeah, I have no idea. But um, there we go. And finally, Maya has also asked, because she was greedy, and asked for two things. She also asked for Golden by Harry Styles, also on sound effect mode. Um, but I can, I don't know, do you want it on drums? I could do drums. Um, yeah, okay, here it is on drums. Woo! Sounds, sounds just like the real version. Um, well, that, that was me trying to play all your favourite songs and ruining them on the piano. I have no idea if that was any good, but... It fills six minutes, and I bet Boris Johnson won't be doing that on his press conference, will he? No, he will not. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll, we'll do that again. Um, uh, never, probably. But I do have news on the most wonderful time of the year. He's probably also currently on the TV. Chris Whittimus. We'll talk about that some more after Youngblood and Machine Gun Kelly on Wizard Radio. Are we all, are we all over whatever just happened? I think I'm just about recovered. Um, if you missed it, I, I just had to play around on my brand new keyboard and it was quite the experience. But anyway, moving moving on to, to other things because it is the month of December. That is traditionally the festive period, but Christmas is rubbish this year. What's the point to it? Like, you know, there's a pandemic on. You can't really see people without being low-key worried that you'll accidentally kill them. If you're in London and apparently Boris is saying now basically Christmas is sort of cancelled if you're in like the south because of this 
really new mutation that's massively transmissible. That's bad news. Um, so I think we should all just give up on Christmas and instead celebrate the festive period in a different way with Chris Wittimus. Put a Chris Witty at the top of your tree. Send people Chris Wittimus cards. And, you know, just generally celebrate the great man that is Chris Whitty, who is the government's chief scientific advisor. No, he's not. Is he the chief medical officer? One of the, is the chief something or other. The chief medical officer. Ah, oh, beloved Chris. A very, you know, mild-mannered man who just wants everyone to follow the rules and be sensible. And he just, he does his best. And then Boris is just kind of ignoring him all the time. I think they're on the TV now, but who cares about that? He's a good guy, I think, Chris Whitty. I'm a fan, so much so that I'm in a group on Facebook called Chris Whitty Fans Unite. And, now this is exciting, this week I received my first Chris Whittimus present. This is really exciting. Someone gave this to me, they handed it to me, it was my friend James, he said, here you go, happy Chris Whittimus. I mean, he didn't actually hand it to me because, you know, there's a pandemic. He sent it to me, he metaphorically handed it to me, and he saw me open it, and... Right, here is, here is my Chris Whittimus present. I've got it on me now, right? It is a tweet by Chris Whitty. It has been printed out. It has been mounted in a glass frame. And I've now got it on display in my bedroom. The tweet reads, Preliminary news that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is effective demonstrates the power of science against COVID. We must see the final safety and efficiency data, but it is very encouraging. It is essential we continue to suppress COVID, but it's a reason for optimism for 2021. That is the treat by Chris Whitty, the UK's chief medical officer. It's now been mounted in glass. It's literally like a massive block of glass that has this tweet in the middle. It was gifted to me. I now have it on display in my bedroom. That is one of the greatest Chris Whitty presents that a man can give and a man can receive. And I'm just so happy that I've been given this Chris Whitty gift, but I'm not alone. I don't think, because apparently Chris Whitty-based Christmas presents are more popular this year than Christmas presents about Britney Spears. I was reading this earlier. There's more Chris Whitty merch than Britney work, which I suppose makes sense because, you know, he's he's the man of the moment. You can get Chris Whitty mugs, a Chris Whitty candle, all sorts of things. A t-shirt that says, next slide, please. And, and now that is outselling any kind of Britney Spears merch and that is pretty impressive and a huge testament I guess to the fact that everyone is getting on board with Chris Whittimus this wonderful celebration of all things Chris Whitty that happens every December and has for many many years so so there you go it's catching on I like to think I started the Chris Whittimus movement but now it's snowballed and people are getting Chris Whitty candles and all sorts all thanks to me it's probably not at all thanks to me but I'm, I'm a part of it the the Chris Whitty movement and it's really starting to snowball it's very exciting get your loved one that you can't actually see this Christmas probably uh, a Chris Whitty tweet mounted in some glass they'd love it they really would next on the show I've had to apologize for something and I've done it possibly in a slightly over-the-top way I, I don't know. You can you can tell me after this from CJ. It's Whoopty on Wizard Radio. CJ and Whoopty on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. Hi. Taylor Swift and Heim coming up. Ariana Grande, Sam Fender, Miley Cyrus. What a solid half hour of radio, I would say. Not that the rest of it has been a bit shonky. I mean, maybe maybe me playing the keyboard early. But apart from that, it's, it's all good. But this half hour especially, music-wise, excellent. First, though, I've had to apologise for something this week. Um, it's it's basically because I'm a really awful human being who is terrible at doing things in time and I screwed up getting a mate of mine who's in my bubble if bubbles are even still a thing anymore I don't really know let's say they are <laughs> a mate of mine who's in bubble um, a present for Christmas right they're still a student I am tragically no longer a student they get to do a four year degree I've been thrown out into the real world and and so they get to go home for Christmas. They've got their like rapid COVID tests. And so they got the test, tested negative, went home on Wednesday. We agreed that we were going to exchange Christmas gifts on Tuesday. And that was, you know, a, a plan for a very long time, for about probably a month before, you know, the day actually came. 
And so there was loads of time for me to think about what to get them and vice versa. And I did spend most of this month thinking about what to get them, but I didn't really come up with anything. And it was it was actually quite difficult. I discovered this. I was telling you about this last week. I was just wandering around the Arndale Centre in Manchester going, what do I get them? What do they want? I literally have no idea. I'm stuck. I have no inspiration for presents. And it was a problem. Because, like, it's not that I had no inspiration. I had, like, a whole list of ideas. But I was like, hmm, none of these ideas are quite right for this moment in time. And so I was very much struggling with presents. And then finally, on, when was it? It was Saturday night. I had a brainwave. I was like, yes, that's a great idea. I will get them this thing from this place and they'll like it. Perfect gift. Finally, I've thought of something. Jobs are good. And um, and, and I thought of this and I had this idea and I was like, brilliant. And then I just kind of left it for, for a couple of days. And um, I didn't actually get around to ordering it until like Monday afternoon. I had a lot on in the interim period. And Monday afternoon came and I finally ordered it. And I, I like paid for the next day delivery option. Jobs are good and happy days. But then on Tuesday, the day of the present exchange, I got an email telling me that it would be delivered tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow? What do you mean tomorrow? I ordered it yesterday. I wanted next day delivery. What's going on? And then I read the sort of the fine print in more detail. And if I'd wanted it to have been delivered on the actual next day, um, I should have email ordered it about three hours before I actually did order it. So I massively screwed that one up. And and so by Tuesday evening, it was time to exchange gifts. It didn't happen because I well, it hadn't arrived. I got a present and I felt really bad because I received a gift, but I could not give one in return because I was an idiot and didn't order it until it was too late. And then it didn't come in time. And it came literally like the day after when it was useless to me. But I felt really bad about this. And so I was like, okay, what, what can I do instead as like a, a substitute present? I was like, I know, I'll cook you some dinner. And I came up with this very elaborate plan. I was like, oh yeah, kind of loads of food. I can make this, I can make this, I can make this. Went to Sainsbury's, got loads of ingredients. Realised that actually I didn't have that much time. And I couldn't make all of the things I thought it would be a good idea to make. And also, if I did, that would be quite a ridiculous amount of food. But I still had loads of ingredients. And I made a very elaborate, very fancy meal basically from scratch. I made pitta from scratch. It was like Middle Eastern food. So I made pitta from scratch. I made like laffa from scratch, which is kind of like pitta, but it's like a big wrap. Um, I did some like fried cauliflower and aubergine with loads of flavoring. I did potatoes. I did falafel. I did salad. I did cake. I made like a cake out of honey and dates and stuff. And it was amazing. It all tasted great, but it, it did occur to me whilst I was doing it and spending many hours cooking multiple things that maybe it is slightly over the top way to apologise for a Christmas present being delivered a day late. I don't know. But, you know, it, it went down well. It was very appreciated and tasted amazing. But was possibly a slightly over the top apology just for, for not getting a present in time. So today, I would like to know, when have you apologised for something in a really, really over the top way, like I did by cooking an entire meal with lots of different components from scratch? Let me know on 07807 183 538. That is, get your pen out, get your phone, write it down. 07807 183 538. That is my number. You can get me on that anytime. And today I would like you to tell me what the most over-the-top apology you've ever made is. You know, big gestures. Um, you, you've bought something. You've made something. You've written a poem. I don't know. Tell me. How have you apologised in an insanely over-the-top way? 07807 183 538. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk or at wizradio on all the socials. Do let me know. Next, I'm going to play you the new Taylor Swift and Haim song. It's called Nobody No Crime. I really like Haim. I quite like Taylor Swift as well. But I thought what I'd do, just to help you out a little bit, was prepare a 60-second guide just with loads and loads of information about Haim. It's all really well researched. I would not lie to you. I couldn't do that. So it's completely factually accurate. I promise. And it's all condensed into 60 seconds. So let's do it. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60 second guide. Haim have been called the Jewish Spice Girls. Much like the Spice Girls, if you want to be my bandmate, you've also got to be my sister. They are all siblings. Triplets, in fact. 
Esty was born first at 3.06am, followed by Danielle at 3.15 and finally Alana at 3.23. They discovered their talent for singing quite late. It was when they had to learn to sing for their bat mitzvah that it became clear how good they actually were. And one member of their synagogue was there that day, he heard them singing and he was like, hmm, this is good, but what would they sound like singing in English? So he invited them to do some demos and eventually he signed them. And then you fast forward a few years, they're visiting the UK, they're watching a show on the TV called Take Me Out, it's presented by a man from Bolton called Paddy McGuinness. They become obsessed with his catchphrase, no likey, no lighty. They sung it to the melody of what would eventually become the song, no body, no crime. And that is Heim in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Go on Twitter to see what Boris has been saying um, because obviously it, I'd rather do all sorts of very unpleasant things than listen to him but I've been catching up on Twitter and good God, <laughs> this is awful, isn't it? Like I know it's it's bad, this whole pandemic is rubbish and it's been bad for a very long time but th- oh my God. This, this is really bad now. Just the fact, the U-turn... The fact that he was like, oh, we can have a normal Christmas and then wasn't. The fact that this new strain is 70% more transmissible than the old one. I, mean, I know the vaccine's on the way, but this this really brings us crashing back down to earth, doesn't it? Because, you know, it's not over yet. And if anything, it's going to be worse than it was prior to now. So that, that's great. <laughs> Rubbish. Anyway, Merry Christmas. That was Ariana Grande and Santa Tell Me to spread all that Christmas cheer that we're all feeling right now. And before that, Taylor Swift and Heim. Coming up, Sam Fender and Miley Cyrus. First, though, let's get back to over-the-top apologies because I ordered my friend a Christmas present. Uh, They were due to go back home, back to London, back to Tier 4 on Wednesday. And it arrived after they had left on Wednesday, despite agreeing that we'd exchange gifts on Tuesday. The reason it arrived on Wednesday was because I ordered it on Monday because I kept forgetting to because I'm a bad person. So to make up for it, I just cooked a really elaborate meal with lots of different like parts to it and a pudding and a, I don't know, all sorts, some bread that I made from home. It was, it was amazing, but maybe slightly over the top. It took me hours. It required loads of ingredients. And uh, Esther says, is that Esther from home? <laughs> She's heard the six second guide. She loved it. Um, Esther, not from home, I assume says, when I was in year seven, I got into a really big fight with the person who was my best friend at the time. Uh, this all feels quite ridiculous now because we literally don't talk anymore. But anyway, I don't even remember, Esther says, what the argument was about. But it was really big. And it was because she thought I had done something, which I hadn't. But she was convinced that I had done it. I hate fights or arguments or anything like that. They literally make me feel ill inside. So to make it up to her, I... <laughs> oh my god. I made a paper mache of her face. I spent my weekend making paper mache. I painted it to look like her. Then on Monday, I gave it to her. I mean, she couldn't ignore me and be mad to me after I'd done that. Esther, are you? Are you, are you okay? Do you make paper mache faces of lots of people? <laughs> this is unusual. I've never heard of this before. This is over the top and also slightly creepy. I mean, it might be really good, you know, um, not to diminish your artistic talent. But I'm just imagining it looking a bit like your friend, but also being kind of terrifying and made of paper mache. And you just handed it to her and you're like, here you go. I'm sorry. And she ran away terrified. I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure she accepted your apology and was very appreciative. But (laughs) that is so much effort to go to. That's incredible. I would love to see what this looked like. Maybe I'm being really rude about it. Maybe it was actually really good and accurate and not terrifying. But if someone gave me my face in paper mache, I would be slightly concerned. But that is incredible. Thank you for that message, Esther. That's really funny. A paper mache face. Wow. I hope she did accept the apology. Sammy says, when I was in year six, we had a class hamster. We all had to take turns looking after it over the weekend. There was a rotor when it landed on your name. You had to take the hamster home for one weekend, look after it, and most importantly, make sure it came back alive on Monday. He says, you know where this is going. Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course I know, Sammy. I killed the hamster. We don't know how it happened. My family went out for the day. The hamster was left at home. We came back. Hamster was dead. Still one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. I tried to cover it up by buying a new, very similar looking hamster literally the same day. 
Um, the teacher still knew what happened, but I think literally buying a new hamster was a good apology. Oh, Sammy. That, this is like something out of a cartoon or a sitcom. I'm amazed that this actually happened in real life. I didn't know people got to take home class pets. Is that is that still a thing? When we had school pets, they very much stayed at school. But that's cool that you had a school hamster until you killed it through gross negligence. Unbelievable. But I love the fact that you went out and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, what do we do? Buy a new hamster. Nobody will notice. It's fine. We'll cover it up. We'll get one that looks really similar. And you take it in and you're like, yes, nothing has happened. This hamster is fine. <laughs> yeah. Did So, you know how you said the teacher knew? Did the teacher tell you that they knew? Or did, did they just kind of you knew that they knew is it one of those did the class know did the teacher announce it to the class <laughs> being like unfortunately sammy has killed the hamster but they've provided a new hamster so we can forgive them <laughs> i don't know would that traumatize all the kids if they're like yeah the hamster's dead sorry we've got a new one though it's just as good so many questions how deep did this cover-up go wow what a story i'm amazed that this is something that's actually happened in real life but incredible that is a good apology good lengths to go to literally replacing an animal that you killed nice one <laughs> ethan says when we were moving houses a few years ago i accidentally threw away my sister's ipod she's six years older than me she used to like all the music oh no <laughs> sorry she used to keep all the music that she liked when she was younger and loads of photos on her ipod touch I saw an iPod Touch box, assumed it was just an empty box and not a box containing an iPod Touch. I threw it in the bin when we'd worked out what had happened. I couldn't buy her a new iPod Touch, I don't think they even make them anymore. I bought one of those large pieces of coloured paper that every school has. I wrote the lyrics to every one of the songs on her iPod Touch on the piece of paper. It was 120 songs, I wrote every lyric so she could sing the songs because she couldn't listen to them on her iPod anymore. Um, that is, I mean, I appreciate the effort there because writing out the lyrics to 120 songs on like a massive coloured piece of paper that's all like rolled halfway down the hallway. That is a lot of time and effort. That is a good way to apologise. But in terms of actually replacing the iPod, um, I mean, it's not the same, is it? Does she want to sing along to the songs or did she want to listen to them themselves? You know, like, like earlier on, right, I got my keyboard out. I played some songs. Do you want to hear me playing the songs, or do you want to just hear the actual recording of the song? I feel like it's the same principle that applies here. So as lovely as it is that she had all the words, she couldn't actually listen to them anymore because her iPod was in a skip somewhere, which is very sad. And I guess the moral of that story is don't mess with other people's stuff if you don't know what's in it. Was the box not heavy, Ethan? I know I know, this is not the point of why we're talking about this, but how did you not notice that there was like, oh, this is heavy, maybe it's got an iPod in it. Dear, a terrible mistake, a catastrophic mistake, but uh, a moderately good apology in the sense that it required lots of effort and Ethan's time. Maybe less good because it didn't actually bring the iPod back. And also, did she not have her music like backed up on iTunes? <laughs> did she literally lose all of the songs? Because that's that's kind of unfortunate. So two morals of the story: don't throw away stuff that's not yours, and always back up stuff, and then you'll be okay, even if people do go around throwing away your iPod Touch. Wow incredible these are some great apologies i feel not alone now i like that we are a community of people who just feel guilt really strongly and feel the need to do massive things to make up for quite minor errors i mean throwing away the ipod that's not minor or killing a hamster actually but you know getting into a fight with someone over something that didn't happen and making a paper mache face that's almost it's almost too much effort hmm, a lot of food for thought here a lot to think about whilst i do that let's get on sam fender and winter song someone zooming you the grand finale is coming up next Someone's zooming you Somebody's ringing the bell. part two someone zooming you on wizard radio i'm alec feldman how's it going earlier on someone unexpectedly zoomed me i had a look I decided I would only talk to them if one of you could guess who it is, because otherwise, I'm not interested. Um, this person is not a woman. They're British. They're an artist of the musical kind, of sorts. They did recently have a song out, but they are not a YouTuber. Absolutely not, under no circumstances. And the guesses are coming in. Charlie says, is it the former Love Islander turned artist Wes Nelson? 
Um, he's an artist, but it's not his main thing because his main thing is being from Love Island. He also recently had a song out with Hardy Caprio. I know, played it on this show. And he isn't a YouTuber, says Charlie. He's literally the only one I can think of who it could be. Wes Nelson, is he zooming me? Unfortunately, he is not. Um, but I'm sure if he did zoom me, we could have a lovely chat. But no, it's not him. I see I see where you're going with it. But no, I feel like his, his the fact that he's a musical artist is almost too prominent compared to how much of a musical artist this person actually is. So it's not Wes Nelson. Tate thinks it's Elton John because you've gone with a Christmassy one this week. That would have actually been really clever. Why didn't I do that? Damn it. Should have thought of that. Um, no, it's not Elton John. But um, Tate thinks it's because he's a British male artist who always has music out. Especially now it's Christmas and step into Christmas is everywhere. And Tate adds, I think I've heard this song more this Christmas than I've heard it any other Christmas. He also obviously isn't a YouTuber. That's true, but he did he did do a stream during lockdown one of three um, when he was a bit a bit rubbish <laughs> and he did that like I'm bad. and everyone was like, what's he doing? Why isn't he singing properly? But anyway, um, it's not Elton John, but a nice guess that would be fun. Um, but no, it's not him. What? I'm annoyed now. Because Tate was like, oh, you, you probably went the Christmas you want, didn't you? And I totally should have done that, but I just I didn't think of it. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, well. Jack says, um, is it Sam Fender who you just played? He's massive now. I think um, he should join the ranks of celebrities who have randomly called you on Zoom this year. Mate, I don't need to Zoom Sam Fender. I've met Sam Fender. Clang. Name drop. Yeah, I have. Before there was a global pandemic, I... <laughs> I say I met him I sort of shouted at him from a distance and asked him what his favourite tube line was and if you're interested it's the northern line um, so Sam Fender is not on Zoom to me but he is my close personal friend of course he's, he's not um, and finally Ruby thinks it's her man of the year who's Zooming me today she says what a hunk a British man who has recently released a song music is not the most the number one thing he might be sort of famous for He's not a YouTuber, though. I wouldn't have picked this guy if you'd said he was a singer, because I don't count what he does in his song as singing. No hate or anything. But anyway, I guess you could call him an artist. But a very long, a long-winded way of saying, is it Captain Sir Tom Moore on Zoom to you today? Well, Ruby, I can exclusively confirm that it is. It's Captain Tom Moore. You are correct. Well done. Um, have some pride. You are the winner of the Christmas special of someone Zooming you, which isn't actually that Christmassy at all really but well done to you um, it is Tom Moore uh, now some people might think that maybe Tom Moore has been on this feature before to those people I would say shut up um, maybe I, I forgot that he's already been on once but nonetheless let's get him back on zoom his second appearance on this show it's Captain Tar oh hang on a minute oh no I've just seen there's only like 30 seconds of the show left oh I'm gutted there's not going to be time to get Tom Moore on Live from Barbados, where he is currently on holiday. He's just posted a picture. Boris is on the TV telling us how we're all doomed and Tom Moore's living it up in Barbados. Anyway, there's no time to get him on the show. Oh, gutted. What a shame. But I will see you next week. Boxing Day, I will be here. Three till five. I don't know what's going to be on the show, but come and listen anyway. It might be fun. And have a lovely, merry little Christmas, even though it's probably going to be rubbish. And don't catch COVID. See you next week. This is Dua Lipa and Miley Cyrus, Prisoner on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Yeah.